But um, I need to ask you something, Max. I need yes. to ask you because I was talking to an HR person the other day and they were asking you know, about what my hiring process was. I, um, uh-huh. I, I don't actually have a hiring process uh, really per se. I, I um, you know, like the, the people that write and, and do the podcasts and things, and I hire them, right? And, and I hired them through a process of uh, we talk, if they laugh at my jokes, I, I tend to hire them. Um, and, and and that's the qualification criteria. So she was horrified that I don't have like an official, you know, HR policy in place. So um, so I need to put you through a job interview, Max. Uh, if okay. okay. All right. So that's what um, floats your boat. Yeah, the job interview. So uh, <laughs> so I need first of all. Okay, I've got a, I've got a form here. Uh, name Max. How do you spell that? M A X. Okay. And uh, are you legally a child, Max? Um, probably not. Probably not. And uh, have you ever murdered anyone, Max? Well, I can't really tell you that because then I would have, have to you murder ever you. Been caught murdering anyone? No, Max? I haven't. No. Okay. Great. That's fine. You're hired. <laughs> All right, excellent. <laughs> I will satisfy the HR people. Back when I've never had, uh, I've never had a real, I've, I'm my first, my last real job was back in 1990, I think 1992. Oh no, I had an interview. I, you know, I worked for Cap Gemini for a while, maybe in 1994 or something like that. I think that was the, I've only had two, like two real job interviews in my life. And later on, they started to do this psychometric testing, which terrifies me. It's where they find out what you're really like, because it means you can't lie. And for me, the whole basis of um, of my job interviews when I was younger, I just it's have to, lie. I, it yeah, you lie. You basically, what could you get away with saying that you wouldn't get found out? And uh, because obviously, no one would actually hire you. They knew. <laughs> they <laughs> knew what you were like. And psychometric testing came in later, and uh, it's probably why I work for myself. Uh, and I've just run my own businesses my whole life because I realized that if anybody found out, you know, the psychometric testing that they do, uh, I would be doomed, basically. I see. Um, yeah. Do you have to do psychometric testing? I imagine as a scientist, they, they I ask don't you. I don't know. I think, no? I think to, to, go, to get into science, you, you should already be kind of crazy already. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, it probably helps then. Probably helps. Yeah, maybe. Might, might do. Okay, awesome. So, um, okay, so this week, this week, uh, I wanted to ask you, I'm going to lead in straight into the coffee, not into the coffee coffee, obviously, we don't tell people about that much later, but I wanted to lead in straight in talking about coffee subjects, and I wanted to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of a friend, who doesn't really exist, I say that, it's really me, <laughs> I don't have any friends. <laughs> If anybody would like to be my friend, could you please email me uh, at friendme at bartalks.net? That would be great. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to know where's the best place to buy an espresso machine, like a, uh, a used one. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Because, 
Yeah, actually, I was talking. It was not so much friend. I was I was chatting to a guy online about technical stuff, mm-hmm. and it turned out he was a coffee lover, and right. he's based down in South Africa, and he was a huge coffee fan. And he was talking about spending a ridiculous amount of money out in South Africa on a coffee machine, and I was like, well. You know, maybe you could jump on to somewhere and get a get a refurbished one. I said, my mate Max does them, but you know, he probably won't send it to South Africa. Yeah, that's and the thing. I thought, I thought, where, where actually, if you don't know a Max, where does one buy uh, one's you know refurbished coffee machines? Well, Is there a secret underground you know um, <laughs> club? Do you have a club? What do you call that? Like, uh, like the, like the like the guys with the funny handshakes. So they got Masons. Do you have like a little Mason special handshake coffee refurbished espresso machine club? There is actually. There is um, on Facebook. There is a group um, that's uh, called Espresso Coffee Machine Restoration. Espresso Machine Restoration. And um, the thing is, mainly they do commercial ones. And okay. pretty much anyone that offers servicing for coffee machines, you would you would know that they have one or two on the side that they're refurbishing because people throw them away when they are they're not worth it anymore for, for them. But you can always put them back together, especially if you have a business that puts, uh, you know, services, coffee machines. Then huh. it, it's an easy thing to do because you already have the tools and the spares and everything. So t- for me, it's a hobby, but there's people that do it for, for a living. Oh, okay. But so you get, to Facebook. Do you think yeah, that's a Facebook? Uh, Facebook. There is a there are uh, there are um, websites uh, like used catering, um, secondhand catering. Um, oh God, how do you call it? Secondhand catering sales, mm-hmm. and you can buy that from there. There is a very, very lively market in the U.S. In fact, most of the people that are on the coffee groups that I see. They're based in the U.S. and they always get these amazing coffee machines for a song. And everyone in the U.K. instead never gets never gets rid of one. I have seen people buying coffee machines like Rocket Apartamento with uh, less than a thousand dollars. I mean, it's very well bought. It's a very good purchase. Yeah. I mean, despite yeah, that, yeah. I don't like I mean, the shape of it, but. That's a different story. It's a very solid one. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm thinking about getting. Um, I think about getting a, a machine. I'm actually thinking about getting a ECM Casa Casa Five. Is it Casa Five? Was it Classica Classica Casa? I can't remember. Oh, I was looking at it the other day. It was one of those lower end ECM machines, but even though it was lower end, it had some really nice features. It had uh, OPV control uh, oh, wow. from a script top. Hmm? OPV control from uh, what? So basically, uh, you know, on the, the cup warmer tray at the top, yeah. you just take your cups off, you take the tray off, and there's, this little, there's a flathead screw underneath, and you can just turn it one way or the other to, to change the pressure. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, yeah. that's, that's uh, sounds like someone put some thought into building a coffee machine for a change. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got, a few, it's got quite a few nice little features like that, and it's and it's not too expensive, and it's very slim and small. Definitely uh, not too expensive. Uh, okay, so it's about a thousand pounds, I think. Right, maybe eleven hundred pounds. <laughs> right. Um, no, but but in comparison, right? So to to yeah. to the 
to the alternatives at that quality level. If you go up to a rocket apartamento, it's what double that. Oh yeah, at least. Yeah, it's double that price, and yet it's, you're probably getting a similar level of quality. Um, yeah, and, and the fuel quality the, could be even better. Yeah, what's the boiler made of? Copper. Okay, that's good. Buy it tomorrow. First thing in the morning, do that. <laughs> There's a guy. There's a there is a place nearby here. I'm thinking. I actually am thinking about doing it. Um, I'm thinking about going through a few of them, and then you know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about buying one, trying it for a couple of months, writing a review, and then selling it, and then buying another one. But if I do that, I'm going to lose a lot of money, right? Um, is that you, Mr. Hoffman? What do you think? Hmm? Is that you, Mr. Hoffman? Mr. Hoffman? Yeah. He's been, what he's doing, he does the same. Does he? Yeah. Oh no, no, he's got he's got he, he's got he's got people that like him. So they they all donate money to him on Patreon on yeah, YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. But I think he started like that. Well, no one likes me. Um, I think it's a good option, but consider that every time you buy something, when you sell it, you lose at least the VAT when you when you sell it back. So you're setting yourself to to lose a lot of money. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, I I I love your idea, but it's a risky business, uh, and I think you it's very easy to lose money because this stuff it's all the rage now, and uh, in a few months maybe nobody likes coffee anymore. Ah, it's not going to happen, Max. I, I tell you what, it's interesting how I'm following the whole futures. If you look at the futures market then you get an idea of um of how of how an industry is going to perform so it's a it's a predictive indicator is what they call it um and uh and and so uh cocoa and cacao is suffering because people will give up chocolate but nobody wants to give up coffee i see nobody wants to give up coffee yeah in fact, if anything, they'll all start making it more at home because they're not going to the coffee shops as much as they used to. So true. That's what that's was that was my reasoning behind the, the the whole coffee because there's a lot of people nowadays that are starting to to to, to buy more coffee from little roasters, which is a good thing, which is a great thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I think we could be in. I could be riding the wave now, Max. I could be riding the wave with bar talks. I could be riding the next big wave. Could be rich this time next yeah. year. We're gonna get rich. We, we are gonna get rich. It's like, it's like Homer said, Homer Simpson. I'm not interested in get rich quick schemes. I just want to get rich and quick. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what coffee are we reviewing today, Max? Do we have a coffee? We're, we're reviewing the 200 degrees uh, coffee roasters. Ah, yeah, yeah. The Tanzania Igale dark chocolate, coconut, and citrus acidity tasting notes. Coconut sold it to me. But you know, let me just do a little backstory to these people because um, I was following a story of theirs on Twitter, and they were obviously obviously nice people. They're I think they're in Manchester or somewhere. Uh, Apologies if you're in Liverpool and you hate the Manchurians. I'm pretty sure it's Manchester. (laughs) And um, so there's a picture on the on, on on the Twitter where some nice lady was going out and giving uh, a couple of uh, police people, I can't, I don't know if they were women or men, police people, police persons, uh, cups of coffee, like free coffee, they're on their horses, right? Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and for some reason, Twitter didn't want to disclose the content of the tweets to me. It said it may contain inappropriate images. Wow. So I went and I looked. So I, obviously, I had to look. <laughs> At this point, yeah. I mean, now you're curious. <laughs> so now you're talking, you know, yeah. Let's go and see something, you know. Uh, and, and there was nothing there. Just a policeman on a horse or a police person on a horse with this 200 degree roaster girl, lady, giving them a coffee. And I thought, well, I made a comment. I mean, you know, obviously couldn't just making a stupid comment like, well, <laughs> your horse is naked. You know, as to like, maybe that's why the thing's banned. Um, but they, <laughs> yeah, that's the only, that's the only, literally, that's the, the, that's the only nudity in there was, was the horse. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so obviously, whilst I got over my disappointment uh, of there not being any shocking material from 200 degree roasters, uh, I did like the fact that they had gestured you know, the gesture of them giving the free coffee to the um, to the police people, and there was like a nice little bit of banter going on between them. And I thought, ah, oh, ah, oh, I'll just just go and buy some coffee from these people. Um, and uh, so that's the backstory. So we did, and I was looking through, and I had not personally seen uh, or or I could not personally remember, and either could be true because my memory is abysmal. Um, uh, coconut as a tasting note. On I uh, probably maybe I don't know. I've seen it before, but I don't know if um, if it's a matter of I've read about it and uh, forgot. She's possible. Oh, yeah? Huh. Well, I hadn't. So I so it's salty because I love coconut. Yeah, you know, you know the benefits of uh, liking coconut is at Christmas time, you get to eat all the chocolates that people leave because they don't like coconut. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> can I tell you? A, can I tell you a very, very quickly? Tell you a a really horrible. I'm gonna. This is like I actually have to say this. I have to say this publicly because it stuck with me as a sort of a slightly guilty. Um, a slightly guilty thing that I did a few years back. Uh, and um, I need to, this is my moment of confession. Okay. <laughs> I was invited uh, to, to the, some big booth at, the, uh, at the, the, the horse race at Epsom, Epsom Downs. You know, the one that the Queen goes to mm. every year, happens once a year, the Derby, the Epsom Derby, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I trust um, you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like going to horse races, and and, and they're, 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 it's, it's very convivial. It's a convivial atmosphere. So um, I was uh, I was there uh, as a guest of my wife's. Uh, my wife was working for uh, William Hill at the time, mm -hmm. and um, for the investor relations uh, department. And we were there at the table with, uh, with, with lots of the tables. They have a, obviously William Hill is a big gambling company. So they had a big, they got a big indoor booth right next to the finishing line, top spot right, right next to the queen. And, um, and uh, so what happens is you're there and have lunch and you're these tables and everyone talks and chats and makes polite conversation. And then when the horses are coming around the track so we can see them, everyone leaves the table and goes outside to, you know, clap and, and cheer on the, the, the riders. Mm -hmm. And so we would, we'd, we would do this throughout the, 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 the lunch. And uh, then desserts came. Oh, Max, I swear to God, the most delicious, 
heavenly desserts, these thick, gooey chocolate. Oh, God, they were good. I, I just couldn't believe how good they were. And, and I ate mine, obviously. And everyone else was, I ate mine quickly, like literally licked the bowl. And everyone else is still, still like just daintily picking at their, at their food. And then there was a, then the horses are coming around. So everyone left to go watch the horses. Uh huh. <laughs> and they were, they were missing. <laughs> I got my food. I went around. <laughs> and I ate everybody's dessert. <laughs> waiter <laughs> and I said take all these empties away <laughs> when they came back I said uh, they said well, where, where did the desserts go I said I, I think the waiter took them oh my god you got someone fired over your gluttony <laughs> oh, I'm such a glutton Isn't glutton one of the great things they've beaten your mask with a stick just because <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, I, I have no idea how this was related to 200 degrees roasters, but uh, I have but... no idea. But uh, they were giving um, they were giving coffee to policemen on the horses. And, yeah, uh, they were they were nice people, and and yeah, and mm. the people went to look at horses when when you stole their desserts. Uh, so what do we buy from them? I'm, I'm on their website, coffee, workplace coffee, wholesale <laughs> coffee, visit our online store. Uh, I can't I can't find the pictures. I, I, mean, I always take pictures of the bags for the um for the for the website when we put the podcast up. Uh, so I'm gonna say actually no, I don't have to say I've got it written down here. What, what did we get? We got the oh the Tanzanian Igali. Yes, sir. Yeah, and also for Tanzania. So there's, you know, it, yeah. it's kind of an exotic place. We haven't we haven't had anything from Tanzania before. No, 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 true. It's a it's an interesting place. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? And you liked it? I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. it Tell me uh, about it. I rem yeah, I remember you sending me pictures saying, "Oh, it's so good." Uh, and it, it does pour very good, very nice. It's very nice uh, when it pours. Uh -huh. But um, at the beginning, for example, I tried with um, a very fine grind, eighteen grams, and I had a, a slowish pour. And but mm -hmm. the, the thing is, I've pulled into seventy-eight grams, so I normally pour uh, quite a lot. Right. Um, so I, I because I normally do doubles, so I do. I do one for me and one for my wife and everybody. And um, I have here brothy flavors, chocolate, yes, but no acidity or coconut. And this was supposed to have citrus acidity and coconut in it. I could definitely find the dark chocolate very often. Mm -hmm. But most of the time I had, for example, problem with distribution because it was very slow. And these are the very beginning, the very first ones. So very fine grind, very slow pour, and um, I always had a bit of an uneven distribution, so it was always a bit of a hit and miss. And I have a, a lot of meh uh, written mm -hmm. down. Then I decided to go a little, a little coarser with a grind four, 
on the on the MDF Gambia, and that was a good thick pour. It was a, it was with Tiger Stripes, so that that's that's when you're bang on with the extraction, and that was very nice. So there was a, a grainy texture, um, very big chocolate, not a lot of coconut because I could not taste the coconut in there at all, and no acidity, which was refreshing to me because I, you know, mm. I don't like it until last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I kept going on basically um, there was a bit of a coppery flavor coming up every so often there was something I mean I, I know that there are there is an, another flavor under there but I couldn't put my finger on it there was the chocolate all the time but the rest was a bit it was escaping me I couldn't quite it was loose. yes I couldn't lock into it Gotcha. Uh, but there was always this buttery feel in the, in the espresso. It was actually a very nice espresso, very, very nice mouth feel. It felt very buttery, like um, yeah, uh, I don't know, molten chocolate. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So that was my that was my feel for it. And uh, I don't have a lot of coffees in this one, actually. Funny enough, because it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's it. I don't know. Uh -huh. Okay. So I had uh, coffees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the weather makes a big difference. Uh, yes. It was a very wet uh, and cold. <clears throat> right. Um, you know, the first one I made, I nailed it and I loved it. I fell in love with it the first one I made. Uh, I wrote I wrote my notes are, and sometimes I can't read my notes out because I, I, I talk my notes into Google Translate. And I oh, depending, upon, depending upon the, the, how good the internet is, it can be uh, accurate or complete gobbledygook as to uh, as to what it gets translated to. Uh, but no, I wrote my note says absolutely delicious, a top espresso with syrupy, gorgeous mouthfeel, not too much acidity, and can't taste the coconut yet. Just a strong, balanced dark chocolate flavor. Um, and that was the first day. And the next day, I I did. I, I changed it around a little bit and and, and the, the flavor went and I was a bit depressed. And so I uh, so basically what I did the next day is that was with 22 grams in, uh, 45 out, uh, a grind of three, temperature 94, 30 seconds. And the next day where I blew it, I dropped it down to 18 grams. I think partially because being a tight wad, I wanted to see if I could get the same flavor with less coffee. Yeah, I always actually had 18 grams. I never went above 18 grams. Ah, maybe you, you should have tried above 18 grams. I don't have the right basket for it. I, I have I have a 21 gram basket, but right. I like to use it. It's uh, normally way too much coffee. It's, it gets very strong I, very quickly. I find um, I find Max that that I've got the, I've got two baskets. I've got a double and triple. Mm -hmm. And I find what I do is I will, if I'm not getting great results from one, I'll, I'll start with the double because, again, tight wood. Uh, but then if I don't get good results with the double, uh, I might go to a triple. If, if I don't get good results and maybe it's too weak or, you know, there's an indication that maybe you would get, you get better results with, um, with more coffee, then I, um, I move to a triple. And I try it out, you know, maybe even just yeah, once or twice. In my case, with these was, uh, I mean, it's, um, it was actually quite a thick coffee. So I didn't really have the, 
there was nothing that was indicating to me that wasn't concentrated enough. Right. That I, right. That I needed to extract from more coffee. That's 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 what I'm getting at. Yeah, I understand what you mean. So, but it, it was very syrupy, and honestly, at 22 grams in 45 out, uh, I had a very syrupy. But it wasn't it wasn't too strong. So the 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 metric or the the thing that I'm looking for, the attribute that I'm looking for, if it's if it's um, if I've got too much coffee in there as a strength, if the strength is, is too strong for me. And having said that, of course, strength is is um, is a subjective parameter. So there's, there's, there's no such thing as it's too strong. It's only too strong if you don't like it, that, that strength. Well, actually, funny you should say that because strength mm -hmm. is not subjective. <laughs> well, in, in terms of coffee flavor, it is because some people don't like strong, you know, what I True. True. you know, it just, it, it, I'm sure there's a level where you say, yeah, that's too strong, like everybody will say it. But, but there's, a, there's a wide degree of, um, of except of like well, of parameters, there's a wide parameter in there. That's yes. the but there's a there's a wide range of acceptance, and within <clears throat> and within that, some people just do not like. A lot of people who drink pour it's drink because they find espresso is too strong. Um, mm -hmm. but for me, I actually really like my espresso to have depending on the mood I'm in. But we're going to talk about this next week because you know that's that's a large subject of conversation for next week. Oh yeah. Uh, because they've got a very bold, strong uh, espresso. Uh, I actually sometimes really love, it has to be totally, totally syrupy, strong, bold, um, and, 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 and that's what I'm looking for. In mm -hmm. any case, for this one, um, I found it was balanced, um, and I found that I had the right kind of strength. Do you have trouble with doing these podcast snacks in the afternoon? Because yeah. now I want to drink a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm looking at this. I'm my mouth. I'm, I'm starting to get like a watery mouth. Thinking, yeah, top espresso, syrupy, gorgeous mouthfeel. I'm like, oh my god, I want to go make the coffee. And uh, yeah, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep tonight. So, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but when I drop down the uh, the quantity of, of of coffee I was putting in there, um, I I. Yeah, I didn't get the same taste out of it. I, it became a little bit dry, so which is probably means it was over distract, over extracted. So I pushed it back up to twenty grams, and at twenty grams, actually, funny enough, at twenty grams is probably slightly, maybe slightly better than than twenty two. Mm. Um, you if yeah yeah you you start to get a, a, a you have the good body, um, and uh, and and you get a, I got a nice pour. It poured really well. Um, and you start to get all the flavors through, but I did find that whatever I was settling on is the right is the right number to use. The next day, I'd have to change that because of the weather. Yeah, it, I actually have in my notes. I, I I see that I also written down cloudy day and rain in a couple, which does make a major difference in uh, in the grind. But. Um, yeah, let's finish the coffee first, and and then I have one question for you uh, that okay. we can discuss for ten minutes. Put me on the hot spot. Okay, so uh -huh. what I would say about this coffee is I'm going to give it one and a half thumbs up from me. Uh, I definitely want to go back and and try and try it again with, with with them, just because that mouth mouth feel and texture is so important to me. It's one of the top uh, things that I I look for, and I really felt like they've got. Um, They've got uh, they've got great potential 
um, there with their coffees. But I might buy a bigger bag next time and and give myself more time to get it dialed in, and then have a and have a period of time where I'm just enjoying, you know, enjoying um, some great coffee as opposed to getting it dialed in perfectly and then running out. Yeah, <laughs> for me, one and a half thumbs up. Yeah, for for me, it's just one thumbs up actually because I did like the coffee, mind you, it's it, it's tasty, but it wasn't as good as I expected it. It looked okay. better than it tasted to me. I, I didn't quite um, get on with it. Right, right. Um, and and the other thing, actually, just I, it's worth saying in this. Um, oops. Uh, um, yeah. What, what, what was I saying? I was saying. Uh, so one thing actually worth saying on this was that although I really liked, uh, I personally did like the coffee. I was surprised, <laughs> and I'll show the pictures in this. Surprised by the number of defects I got in the beans. I got a lot. Yeah, of, I remember you saying it. Yeah, we all seen the pictures, and I and I I took yeah. different handfuls uh, at the beginning and at the end to see if it was like just maybe some random ones I got at the top, and it was it was I, mean, I didn't count like I don't know maybe one in a hundred beans or whatever it is that, that were that were bad, but they were definitely more because I always look at the beans compare you know and I take them out the bags, take pictures of them, and I was quite surprised there were quite a few. Broken ones, um, elephant it ears. Be, it could mm -hmm. be simply because it's because uh, it, this is a place that we've never seen coffee before from. Yeah, you and I. So it might be a, a something that is typical for the beans for that from that region that that become brittle. Oh uh, no, man! I th I, you know what? I think I, no. I just think they bought they they bought either they bought or they got delivered cheaper beans and then then. Okay. You know, I think the uh, this is the whole point of selection. Mm -hmm. um, they should they should have had it. I'm 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 I would say it's probably a what am I? You know, I'm not an expert. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's either selection or they roasted it bad. I would say probably selection. These guys obviously know what they're doing on the roasting side, but, but oh, yeah. uh, maybe they just didn't get the best beans delivered to them. And that mm -hmm. happens sometimes because because um, depending on how you're you're acquiring your beans, you may get a sample that's amazing and then not get sent what you what you think you're buying. And, and maybe they got. They got cheated a little bit on that, um, but I'll still go back to them because I thought that they were, um, you know, they they they've got some interesting coffees there, and uh, and they seem like a pretty decent company. So, yeah, Max, what was your question? Oh well, nothing much. It's um, can you do you think that uh, the tiny adjustments that we sometimes do of like half a degree in the in the coffee machine or um, Zero point zero one millimeters adjustment in the grinder. Do we actually feel them, or is they're all in the heads? No, definitely feel it. I like a hundred percent. Like I, I made a, I made an adjustment of a quarter turn today, and it made a big difference. I think a difference. It made it made enough of a difference. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually something that to me sounds like it's it's just confirmation bias. <laughs> it could be. And like, and the thing is about confirmation bias is that you don't know that you're doing confirmation bias. If you did, you wouldn't have the bias, right? Um, yeah. So you can only really try and try and be aware of it. Uh, but um, but uh, I, I am actually researching and learning a lot about about how flat burrs work. I was just reading a few days ago mm -hmm. um, about uh, about the dynamics of flat burrs and the technology um, and the differences it makes, and, and it's more than just like how you you know how the, the knob twiddling it's it's also comes down to the size of the burrs the temperature 
uh, how sharp the mirrors are, um, yeah. and, and a number of other things, right? So, uh, and the quality of the build, and, and, and all sorts of things, materials. So there's a lot that goes into it. True. Um, and because the heat, so we a lot of it's, you know, obviously heat also when you're running one shot after another because. That, that's um, the thing. So when yeah. we talk, I, I always want to separate consistency from quality. So if you do mm -hmm. one shot, it's a different story from doing 10 shots in a row. Yeah, oh, totally. That, totally. That, that's, we're looking at two, two completely different things. My point personally is I have seen people going completely crazy in modifying grinders that because their steps are too far apart from each other. Now, each step mm -hmm. in a grinder, they normally move the the um, the birds of a fraction of a millimeter, but we're probably talking about microns from one to the next step. Oh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Hey, Max, I yes. gotta stop you. Yes, because <laughs> a your wife's gonna kill me if we go over the time. Yep. which we've gone over. <laughs> B. <laughs> No, the, I, I think this is a subject that actually deserves that actually yes. deserves uh, some good talking about. Let's yes. let's save this for for next time actually, because I I'd love to. Awesome. I get yeah, to cheat. I would actually it, like to it. hear what our listeners think about it. Yeah, why not? We'll get some people to write in. I'll ask some people to write in, um, and uh, I will add in the show notes uh, where they can write in what they think about grinders. Um, but specifically, are we going to be talking about conical or flatbirds or both? Um, in general, uh, what kind of uh, what's what's their perception? Is hmm. is the is, is the stepless modification, for example, something that is worth it, or is all in our heads? All right, homework for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Max, mate, it's a great pleasure. Thank you so much on your Sunday for taking up the taking the time to uh, to dial in, and yes. I'm gonna see <laughs> I'm gonna see you next week. Yay! Thank you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and I am not going to. Okay, that's it. We are done. Yay! Yay! That. I, I still it's see in there. Oh, now I. Well, I have to go over to the Google. Oh. I don't know where the Google is. Oh, here it is. <laughs> and I can start recording there as well.